Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that dro, that's my medicine. I've never been uh, afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, because I finish it. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat, like a bench player. Man, you never want to start me. Not hardly do you ever scar me. Still, I smoke blunts like I was with Bob Marley. It's ungodly how I go hard. See, pass me the car key. Let's go fucking party. Okay. Where niggas be at drinking on McCarthy. Uh-huh. Where bitches act wild like they on Mari. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of HQ, the Hip Hop Heads Podcast, up in this yard. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. My name is Cooper, and I'm back with my man, Mr. Chris Bent Bass. Look, man, we back with another episode for y'all next, man. We in a new studio. Yes, sir. You know I mean? Yes, sir. The and new studio. And, and, you know, pardon if if, if, the, if y'all hear, you know, excess noise, but we're going to get it, the situation situated. We're going to get it done. We Bear get with it done. us, and we're going to give you that. That good, good, all right? Exactly, so, exactly. That being said, man, y'all know if y'all been keeping up, we was going to hit y'all with that Travis Scott review of uh, his last album, Astro World. Astro World, very much, yes, yes. Um, have you, were you a fan of, of Travis before this? Like, I really wasn't. I tried to be because everybody was like, oh, Travis Scott is pretty dope. And I was just like, all right, let me check him out. But I could never really find anything that I really rocked with that hard of his. So I just kind of like let him go to the wayside. I would hear him on other people's stuff and he'd be right. cool enough, whatever, whatever. But I was never really a fan fan. So that's why when I was like, when you were like, yeah, let's do the new Travis Scott John, I was kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm about to say, because I think you might, I don't know if I said it in. In one of the episodes, but I remember you making a face like, it's like, damn, nigga, why? You have to do the Travis Scott album. And you were just but, like, I know you're probably not gonna like this. Yeah, yeah, I even said it, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, like, you know, we were talking before the show started, and, and, and you, you're pretty pleased with, or kind of pleased with the album a little bit. I am. I was actually pleasantly surprised with the album. I wouldn't say that it's like, yeah. I'm not gonna go back and listen to all of it all over yeah, yeah, again, yeah. but there's enough joints on there for me to just, you know, listen to what I want, skip, 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 listen to what I want, skip, skip, skip. You know, like, I was actually really surprised by the album. Uh, there was a lot of good uh, production on the album. And I was actually surprised by some of his flow skills and some of his lyrics. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. And um, one of the things that uh, that I noticed with this album that I don't, and again, you know, I, I guess. Well, I guess a good album, you should be able to do this big, you know, playback value and all that. But like you said, you know, this is one of the albums that, like, I've been able to just have on. You know how, like, sometimes you don't really, you're not in the mood to listen to certain things. One thing that I will say, and not to get too deep before the, the, you know, we start reviewing it, but one thing I will say this album did that's really good is it, it has, like, a little bit of everything. It has your highs, you know, like, real up high tempo, you know, really fast paced songs. Yep. Um, and, and it slows it down a couple songs uh, midway through the album and in the end of the album. So I, I definitely feel like it's it's a uh, it has a little bit of everything in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I really like this album a lot. And I think one of the strongest aspects, especially for an older head like me, for this album is a couple of the songs that are kind of like. I always tell you that some of these songs are a little long and drawn out because of the way niggas flow yeah. and the way that the beats are and blah 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 blah. Yeah. I will say that none of the songs on this joint yeah. drag on because of the beat. I will say one of them kind of drags on because of how Travis flows, and I'll mention that later. Mm. But the beat to the song still goes. So the, it, that this is like a good, a really good example of how production of an album can elevate sometimes the lackluster delivery or the lackluster lyrics on a track absolutely and you know one of the things i'm gonna mention and this is just for artists out there all right this is a problem the pet peeve of mine dog why don't y'all niggas i get it it's for aesthetic right yeah but why do y'all niggas refuse to put who's on the song like everybody does that now. Yeah, that's really annoying. Cause I even went online to search for the for the features and for some of the things I thought had features, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it was really annoying. like one of the songs where where somebody's singing or like it doesn't sound like Travis at all. I thought it was the weekend. I thought I really did think it was the weekend, but then I couldn't find anything. Well, not to be fair, there is a song that I'm almost hundred. It has to be the weekend. Okay. Which I think is the one that wake up. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, that's, that's the and weekend. then there's one with Twenty One Savage, <coughs> and I would have never known it was Twenty One Savage because they both rapped kind of alike on the song, but except for he kept for I've heard Twenty One, Twenty One. Yeah. Like, that's gotta be him. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah. Same thing with uh with the song because yeah, he has a song with the Migos on here, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe I don't know, and that's the thing. I I don't know if, if it was just offsetting Quavo on there, 
or motherfucking Takeoff was on here as well because I couldn't tell. Like there was a verse. And see, it, like I told you, the way that rappers sound nowadays, we've ta- I've, I've mentioned this like probably a hundred times. Like everyone used to have their own sound. The way that rappers sound nowadays, you cannot tell who's on what unless it's specified. Yo, that's true though. Everybody really did used to have their own fucking sound though. Yeah, like no, you could have eight niggas on a song and nobody sounded alike. Nowadays, if you have four of the hottest niggas right now on a song, they all sound alike, if not have the same flow. And you, you know what's so crazy about it, right? That this is back then when like it was like New York rap and like real like you know about you know rhyming and shit. Yeah. And the truth is, I feel like there's only so much you could do on a, on that kind of beat, you know. But niggas were still doing that. Yeah. And, and they were kind of doing extra on that. Yeah, exactly. And then when they really got into sampling and they started sampling like yeah. random elements, not just like, okay, we're not going to, everyone knows that most of the 90s hip hop, starting from the early 90s, is based off of like old 70s Sample and 60s samples. Yeah. yeah. But when they started going into rock song samples oh, and they yeah. started going into like classical samples and other shit like that, that's when they started taking the elevation of the art form of produced production to a whole new level. So, like I said, it's good to see that. You know, he's got a good mix of, like you said, he's got a good mix of the current production as well as the older sounding yeah. production. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, you want to just go into it? Let's do it. Hey, man. Go ahead, so, start it off, bro. All right, man. So the first joint, uh, do you want to do one by one or how you, how you want to do uh, How many songs about? are here? 17? Yeah. Uh, or should we just talk about? Why don't point? we... Let's go through them pretty quick. We usually tend to go through them pretty quick. All right, cool. All right. So the first joint... Uh, stargazing. Yes. Um, honestly, I love this as an intro. I feel like this is if if you want to show a Travis Scott song to somebody and really show them who Travis Scott is, I feel like this song is that in a to a T because you got a whole lot of overproduction in here. <laughs> yeah. You got a whole lot of auto tune in here. Oh yeah. You got a whole lot of singing, rapping, mixing up, whatever. Yep. And you got a hot beat, in my opinion. Right exactly. Here. And that's kind of what Travis Scott gives you. And honestly, dog, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm in love with this intro to the album. Um, when I first heard this joint, like, I, we always talk about this, dog. Yeah. The intro sets the fucking pace. It does. If the first song doesn't pull you in, I'm going to listen to it for the sake of doing the review. But I feel like after that, it's just not going to sink it. It doesn't pull you in, dog. Exactly. Like, and it's just like anything else. But I definitely think Travis did a, a good job. The production was on point. Um... There were certain parts where I could really couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying when he was doing the little high pitch. Because the voice, yeah, them high pitch voice mods, those yeah. were really annoying. Yeah, I, I, that's the only thing I did not like about this song. Like, I understand the like you know the, the whole, whatever he's everything doing. else that this nigga does. I understand yeah. all of that. That was the only knock I have on this song. Other than like other than that, like you said, it was a great fucking intro song. The beat just goes. It goes hard the, and shit. And it's funny because. You know, the song pretty much, or at least the hook talks about him tripping of, of psychedelics. Yeah. And the song feels like I'm tripping on psychedelics. <laughs> Listen to it. Like, rolling, 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 got me stuck. It's like a weird kind of darkish, like emo-ish, like, uh, vibe that he's got going through all of his beats on this album. Yeah. That's one of the things that's like yeah, you're a right. main thing. You're you know right. It so, is like a very eerie, like you said, emo-ish kind of sound yeah. to it. Um, I think this is definitely how you want to start an album. For sure. Especially if you're Travis Scott. Yes. Especially, you know, when 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 your main ad lib is, it's lit. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or, 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 you know, just nigga just be turning up. So, this is definitely one of those songs. A good start to the album. I yeah, think. for sure. All right. Number two is Carousel. Um, I thought the int- it has an interesting beat um, overall. And um, I didn't think it's that bad. But, I mean, I can kind of do or do without it. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, right? Yeah. Do you know, and, and I might have to go off on a little tangent here. Uh-oh. In the beat, right, there's like a little, in the background, it's like a, oh. Yeah. Is that from something? Because I've heard that on a 3-6 Mafia song. And and Elvis was telling me it was like some MC Hammer bullshit. But it sounds like a, a, a loop that they used on a 3-6 Mafia song. I don't know if you know exactly what I'm talking about in the song. I know what you're talking about. But what it's a sample of, I can't think of off the top of my head. Because it's not like it's like complete words or anything like that. It's just that, oh, uh, thing. It could be MC Hammer. It could, really could be like that, a looped little sample of it. Uh, I could see it being that. Right. But, I mean, who knows for sure. But I, I could agree with Elvis on that. Okay. I Cause really cause, don't have a problem with that. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> um, this is, I, I think it starts off when he starts rapping. Not so much during the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh which is uh, Frank Ocean, by the way. Oh. Might as well throw that out there. <laughs> um, 
So you say you, you like? You I can, can, I mean, I can, I could do without. I could do with it. I could do without it. It's like if it's like what you could. If you put it in the background, if it's on in the background, I'm not gonna oppose to it and being in the background. I'm not gonna look to change the song because you know I like it enough for it to be in the background while I'm doing something. But it's not one of the songs I'm gonna go to this album looking for. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I like the beat a lot. Has very like. It's very slow, I guess. Not slow, but like it's it's I guess it's relatively chill compared to the last song. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I like the song, aside from the fact that it has Frank Ocean on it. <laughs> I think I think uh I think Travis did a good job on it. For sure. So I felt, and, and also, like I said, production is I feel like it's never an issue with Travis Scott. So at least to me. So Okay, okay. I have to go back and re-listen to some of his old stuff because like Sometimes you know your opinions change on shit. I mean, all the when, when Rick Ross first came out, I hated that man, and I hated on him for a long time until probably about Teflon Dawn came out, and then that CD was a banger. So I was like, all right, let me go back and ever since then I've listened to all of his shit, and it's like you know hit or miss, hit or miss. I'm like, let me go back and listen to his first album. His first album is better than I remember it being. So, so let me let me ask you this, right? Yeah. When it comes to music, do you think our opinions change, or do you think, uh, do you think? how we were looking at it or, you know what I mean I don't know if, if I you, think opinions can change on music because I know a lot of people who are just like oh you know I hate Jay-Z or I hate Nas years ago but now that they're older they're like oh I like him blah blah like, blah you reason- know like I, I, I've done that with people myself where I didn't like people like I actively hated all of the rappers that came out around the time that Jeezy came out that Rick Ross came out all yeah. those niggas like it's, when all those niggas were coming out I was just like man all of them <coughs> garbage they all rap the same blah 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 so I kind of went in there really really biased I was about to say would you say that your a biased opinion on something might hinder how you feel how you really feel about something 150% absolutely because I have since I saw when I first really sat and listened to anything by Jeezy other than just like a radio hit that was on at a club right he was doing the intermission act for Jay-Z on the Blueprint 3 tour oh okay and okay, I was okay. with my homegirl Gail and there was an sisters. intermission act there was an yeah. intermission act cause it started out started out with Trey Songs, right and then the last song Trey Songs did, he did with Jay-Z. It was a song that they did together. Uh. Then Jay-Z started his jump. Then Jay-Z and, Jay- and um, Jeezy did their song. Right. Then Jeezy did like, oh, like his a set. four or five song set. And then Jay-Z uh, came back out and closed the show. Okay, okay. That's pretty much how, that's why I call it here mission set. Oh, but, I really um, thought, I legit thought JD, JD, Jay-Z did half of his set. It was like, all right, y'all, Jeezy about to come out. No, 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 no. It was just like, it was like, we're going to do this song together. I'm going to go ahead, hit the bathroom real fast. Right. Grab me some little refreshment. Yeah. And then you rock your thing out. I'm going to chill for a minute because, you know, niggas is a little old around. Right. And then I'm going to come back out and finish Rub my Rub a thing. little bang Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Stretch a little bit. You know, make yeah. sure shit is right. Get on FaceTime with, but, you know, this is, back, this is back then, but get on FaceTime with Blue. Exactly. Now, yeah. see, now that performance was the first time I'd ever heard a good amount of Jeezy at the same time. Oh, okay, okay. And my friend, like her friend and her sisters, they love Love Jeezy, and I was uh, just like, "All right, let me listen to him." And I was like, "Wow, okay, whole new respect for this nigga after that show." And the so funny like, thing is, right, you were probably rocking with it, right, but you was hitting like the, the Jay Z meme where you didn't really want to rock too much because your friends probably yeah. heard you talking shit about Jeezy yeah. before. Like when I was you, mad as shit that Jeezy was this. I was, like, I was about to say, yeah. you was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this, nigga?" With Jay at that whole time. Was, it's just like it's lessons like that and then like listening to shit that you've told me to listen to that I have since you know liked from newer artists that's just like alright I'll give some of these motherfuckers a chance but I'm not giving all of these motherfuckers a chance let me be honest with you right so and, and, and all my friends dog Y'all motherfuckers better listen, because I, I don't ever admit to shit. <laughs> and I'm going to admit to this right now, so listen to the fucking podcast, niggas. Okay, okay. I used to hate on Drake so much, dog. And honestly, right? Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I, think, we've, I think we've both openly hated on Drake on yeah. this podcast. No, no, no. But now, <laughs> <laughs> now there's some kind of like, I don't know if I want to call it satire behind it, but it's like, there's some kind of like, even though it is what, how I feel somewhat, I don't really hate Drake. I used to legit not like Drake. Not even his music. It was him. I was like, why is this nigga making this kind of music? Yes. I, and that's what came into my head. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized that I was fucking hating. Yeah. And, and that I wasn't really giving his music a chance. And that made me think. I was like, how much How much other, not only artists or music, but shit in general I do that with? I will say that I was the same way with Drake. Um... But I reserve the right to say that I was correct in the fact that all of his music that he's singing on, for the most part, I do not like. Okay. Whatever he raps on is usually pretty good, especially if it's someone else's, if it's the featured verse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but he like, might be, would you, would you say, right, 
you know, throwing all the ghostwriting shit out the window. Would you say he's one of the better, probably if not best, feature artists? I would say that. Of all time? Yeah, because, like, if you think about it, a lot of his features are nothing like his music. So, like, the, the one that comes to mind right now is because it's been, it's been in my head and, like, the thing I've been listening to for the last couple of weeks, like, one of the songs was, um, um, what is that song? Fucking Problems. Oh with yeah, ASAP yeah, Rocky yeah, yeah. and uh, Two Chains and Drake and the yeah, remix with all of them. It don't sound anything like he does. The same thing uh, uh, with um, "Don't Stop" with French Montana. His verse on that yeah. joint, that joint is hot to me. There's a lot of hot verses that he has on other people's stuff, but when it comes to Drake's music himself, it's just a bunch of singing and slow rapping. Some of the slow rapping is cool. Some of the rapping is cool on this shit, okay. But like for most part, I have I have no interest in the singing. And you know what's funny, right? You could argue that some of his bigger songs have been features. Aside, but the funny thing about Drake is right, and I will give him credit for this. I don't know if I want to give him credit for this because it's kind of a dick move. But he almost takes over songs that aren't his. He does. He does. Like, because he's usually the bigger star on the song. He usually features yeah. on someone who's smaller than him. He never features on someone that's really as big as him. That unless might, it's with Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne. That might be his fucking, uh, his, his whole that's formula. That's one of his things, man. That might but be all right, his we got way off topic. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> we're, 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 You know what's funny? I, I almost forgot what album we're reviewing. Dog, we are not even. We just got to number but, three, But dog, you know what? It sucks. So far you know, off you topic. know what sucks, though? We're going to have to talk about Drake again because the niggas uh, on the song. Uh, sicko mode, god damn it! Hey, so what do you think about sicko mode? Man? Sicko mode is okay. I had heard it because it was on the radio. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. the one thing that I find really cool about the song is that it's got s- s- three distinct parts, which I find is really cool. Um, I like the second beat the most. I think is the dopest one. It was good, but like again, it's not really a song that is like I'm really gonna stick around for. But it's like it's just because there's a lot going on in that song. There's a lot going on in that song. There's a lot going on in that and song. You know, and it's not, to me, it's lyrically not good <clears throat> enough for there to be that much going on in the song. Let, let's just talk about production for a second, right? Oh, production Which I, dope. Let me, let me tell you something that I feel doesn't happen enough in in hip-hop or rap. Okay. Little transitions like that. Yeah. But like it, doesn't, it happens all the time like in rock. Me and Elvis were talking about this shit the other day. It happens all the time in rock music. How like, they don't, like the, the last verse... Of the song, like the guitar on the song will be completely different. Yeah, and it'll just be different. Like you know what I mean. But that very rarely ever happens in rap, dog. Very rarely. And, and I know. And this... when it does, it's like wow. Whoa. Yeah. It's like this big magical thing because it has happened in rap. Because um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Depending on the artist and the style that they are, though. So not every rapper is. Yeah, gonna be yeah, that is true. Like that. That it's going to be more of the. Um, like an experimental type of. I feel not. Not. I want to say experimental, but more. Uh, I guess the, I, I'll just say like more Talib Kweli-ish. Okay. More most deaf-ish. Oh, okay. And more saying. in that vein, I don't want right. to necessarily may, maybe more a Kendrick-ish. Right, right. You know, like yeah, I can see what you're saying. I it's see. not really. You know what? Come to think of it, Kendrick has done that. So. Yeah, it's not really a Travis Scott thing. It's not really a Drake yeah. thing. Well, it might be a Drake thing. He probably will ride off of it if he hears it. In and but like, you know what? Like I like the first switch even though the, to me right I, it's funny because i really really liked the first beat uh when it was just drake on it and then it changed to the travis scott part and it changed the beat completely and i was yep. like oh, this beat is tight the whole time. I, I thought like the first beat the most and then the second beat was fucking vicious but what i really liked was the the drop from the first from the second beat to the third beat that was tight you're right that that joint just kind of just it was so smoothly just mm-hmm. slid in there you're just like next thing you know you're kind of bouncing you're like oh right. shit and then drake comes in and while that line is fucking retarded it it, it kind of rocks the uh, <laughs> uh 13 hours till i land have me out like a light a like, like, I don't know that just, no. Something about this nigga Drake Has just made catchy ass fucking music bro. I will say that though He does have like the catchiest hooks Probably of anyone in the game Yeah. So that being said I actually love this song uh, I think it's one of my favorite songs on the album okay. um, Again The production has a lot to do with it I just feel like it's a very It was a good put Good put together song And it, they finished it correctly With having Drake at the beginning and yeah. then Drake's verse coming, like you kind of forget that Drake is even on the song because at the beginning he only raps for like a bar, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, like literally, like maybe five seconds, maybe. And yeah. then Travis Scott comes in, and you almost forget that he's in the song. And like, he, I, almost, I actually, when I first heard it, 
Like when I first couple times I listened to it, I thought it was just because um, I forgot that Drake was on the song completely, and I thought it was just like a sample of Drake's voice, like of him saying oh, something I see what because you're it came in. Because yeah, it came in so fast. You're right. And then at the back, I was like, all right, now like I had problems. Like is it kind of sounds like Drake, but Travis Scott has so many different sounds to his voice. Yeah, it's just like yeah, right. I couldn't really tell. So, but anyway. Uh, but nah, like, yeah. Alright, so you you really like that joint? Like, one of your favorite honestly, joints? Honestly, one of my favorite joints. Okay. Now, R.I.P. Screw. Uh, I want to say that the beat on this joint is dope as fuck. Delicious. Um, I'm really not into all of the singing that's in it. Y'all know me. That's just me. Um, so let me ask you, right? Maybe it's because, you know, aside from you being more in tune with, you know, singing and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular you just it just doesn't sound good to you? I mean, it sounds all right if they can carry a tune and stuff like that, but I mean, most of the time we don't know how far most of these dudes can carry a tune cuz they all auto-tune it. Like Drake is probably the I don't want to say he's the least auto-tuning offender, but like cuz he does auto-tune some of his stuff, but like right. at least Drake can like he can carry a tune, he just can't carry it that far. You know what's crazy, right? So it wasn't until recently that I really found out what auto-tune really does or what it's supposed to do to an artist's voice. I didn't know that auto-tune is literally supposed to tune your voice, I guess, automatically yeah. instead of making the... Because, you know, niggas use auto-tune and, and, and when you think auto-tune, you think the... Uh, that's why know. when you hear the more computerized of a voice, that's the more off that you are. That it right. has to... Right, because it has to put it in whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but see, like I said, I feel like most people, when they think auto-tune, they don't think... Like, cause like it, like with, with the right auto tune program, right? You could put me in a booth and I could sound decent singing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when niggas think auto tune, they think of the whole, you know, future voice. Oh you no, know, no, whatever. no! But, well, first of all, you've told me that that is his actual voice. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to me. It's weird, yeah. But no, there's 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 plenty of dudes that like. I mean, it's just like there's plenty of dudes that that auto tune their voice, especially when they're singing their own hooks. Mm. Um. And it just sounds so spaced out and computered. Like, I, that's why you can't tell who it is. Right, right, uh, right, But there are enough people that you can tell. They do modulate their voice a little bit, but it's not that much. I want to say, like, Ty Dolla Sign. He doesn't do it as badly as a lot of people do it. You know what I'm right. saying? So, I mean, so there's... You, you can do... You can do the voice modulation within reason to the point where sometimes people can't tell if they're not, you know, really tuned to listening to it. Right. Or you can do it to you fucking sound like a fucking android. I, I've it's heard. I've heard that like even like people like uh, you know, like singers, people who can sing. Oh yeah, Britney Spears all day in the, all, in the paint. All right. A lot of pop stars, uh, especially ones that don't sing very well. The, oh okay. And the ones that uh dance a lot when they sing sometimes. Right. Yeah, but I guess uh. R.I.P. Say, screw. Yeah, R.I.P. Screw. I, I like the song. Um, I like the beat, like you said. Uh-huh. I like the the little like the little singing. I liked it on here. Um, it's a real chill song, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right. Uh, what about stop playing? Stop. Uh, stop trying to be God. Number five. That's the joint with Kid Cudi with the. Uh, mm, or the little humming. Trying to be God. Yeah. With the with the uh the. Eh, the harmonica there. Yeah. Eh, oh, yeah. Let me let me just say something about this song, right? So to me, though, let's let me shout out Kid Cudi for being such the man, right? That he was literally able to get on the song just to hum, like you know the. Uh, uh, uh-huh. That's all he does in the whole song. Really? That's all he does in the whole song. Okay. He might he might be on the hook, but I feel like that that doesn't really sound like Kid Cudi. But like he he does the background humming for the hook in the song. Shout out to Kid Cudi, dog. What a fucking beast. Shout out to that man. What a fucking beast. But yeah, nah, but um, yeah, Stop Trying to Be God. I really like this song a lot. I think it's a vicious song for some reason. I feel like he's, you know, reaching at Kanye a little bit. (laughs) Um, Hmm, Whatever gave you that idea. I mean, maybe the fact that the nigga named his album Yeezys and talks about being a god. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I had me wondering. I was like, is this nigga on good music? Like, Yeah, you know, you know, I really thought that Travis Scott was on good music. I thought he was too. And I was just like, nah, but I don't, I don't think, think that he is. is. Not with this song. Hell no. But um, um, but yeah, nah, this, this joint is tight. I like this joint. This is just a dark, one of those vicious sounding dark beats that we were talking about before. Like this beat is just like exceedingly somewhat dark. I feel like the lightest part to it is the humming and the harmonica. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Those are the lightest parts about the beat. Nah, for sure. And it almost sounds like I don't want to say like in the beat because the beat doesn't sound like it, but when he's when he's singing, it almost has a reggae like cadence to it, like the way somebody would sing a reggae song. Okay. Um, 
And but I really thought it was a dope track. Like I'm actually surprised that Kid Cudi was on it. Uh, I really do like this song. Yeah, no, this one's tough. This one's tough. Um, the next joint, No Bystanders. That joint is also fucking vicious to me because just because is that a fucking uh is that a sample the uh the uh, fuck the club yeah uh, fuck the club yeah um little John and the Eastside Boys I think is it is that Lil I'm John? pretty sure that I think it was a well put sample in there oh yeah and it, it definitely makes the joint rock it's like. nostalgic as fuck for me because that was Ratchet College days oh <laughs> damn. Nigga, so you hear that? Yeah, dog. I appreciated that. You know, it's funny. Like, I feel like when that song came out, I was probably like listening to that, but had absolutely... actually, you know what? It's not Lil John the Eastside Boys. I think that might actually be Three Six. Let's look it up. Huh? But I feel like if I look up "fuck the club up" lyrics, what's gonna come up is the Travis Scott song. I mean, it might, but it might not. Um, I definitely want to say I think this is a. I fr- I think there was probably about. Three songs that I really fucked with hard on this album, and this is definitely one of them. I mean, I was very impressed with Travis Scott on this song. I think this is probably even impressed me more than the first track did. Oh, uh, the, um, uh, No Bystanders? Yeah, for sure. Like, I really think that it, it, I was definitely more impressed with this song than I was with the first track. And I was impressed with the first track. So, I was actually, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of this album. And this is definitely one song I was definitely surprised with. How much? And you know what's funny? In, in the midst of me looking this up, I realized that there's like about four niggas that are popular artists with songs called Fuck the Club. Oh, so, wow. And one of them is Migos. The other one is Waka Flocka. Uh-huh. And... Uh, actually, you know I guess 3-6. But I think their drum was Tear the Club Up. Tear the Club Up. Tear the Club Up. Tear the Club Up. So I don't know. Something in this bitch Tear the Club Up. Some, that's what they said, I think, right? I wasn't really a big 3-6 person. I had I was cool with some of that shit, but I, I wasn't big into it, so I can't remember all of that shit. But, all right, let's go to the next, Jonah. What, number seven? seven? Yeah, uh, I thought another fucking dope beat, dog. Like the, the, I tell yeah. you, the dope beats just keep coming and coming and coming on this joint. I actually, I actually like the singing on this. Well, I actually kind of like the singing on most of this album. Um, but the little... Uh, Obviously, it was auto tune, but I just there's certain. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny, right? I want to know what the science is behind what I'm about to say, right? Uh oh. There's certain like notes or tunes or whatever the fuck you want to call it, dog, that just make you feel good. Okay. And I feel like it's hit on some of these on some of these on, on some parts of this song, like the parts where he's singing. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I want to know how. Like, what is it that is just, like, certain tunes is just like, yo, this, this sounds fucking vicious, dog. I don't know, man. I guess it just takes that ear from whoever's working in the studio, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, but, nah, I, I fuck with this joint, though. I fuck with the beat and the, the singing on the joint. Nah, yeah. I fuck with this joint, too. Uh, again, another dope song. And I, I've said for a second, he sounded like uh, like Kanye. Like, very, yeah. Kanye might have rapped on this type of shit. I can see that. that. I can see that. Like, the parts where he is rapping, because he kind of switched it up in the middle. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yep. It's a short song too. That's true. There's a couple of short songs. Yeah, on this joint. yeah, I agree. The next joint is uh, number eight, and that's the wake up joint with uh, with motherfucking weekend. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I don't like this song. Nigga, I thought that this was gonna have Miguel on it for a second because this sound definitely right up Miguel. Uh, the little the little guitar star, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cool enough song. Uh, it's a really old school sounding beat too. Yeah. Um, I, I to tell you the truth, it's one of my, it's another one of my favorites from this album. I really fucked hard with this song. You know, the, the, I just I don't know. It just, it just didn't seem like a like you said. I feel like he could have picked a better artist in the weekend for this song. I mean, he could have like, he and, and, I'm not, and that's not to say, <laughs> and that's not to say that the weekend is a bad artist. But what I'm saying is, I feel like the weekend didn't really fit the beat to me. Yeah. Um, maybe Miguel could have done a better job on it, but I'm I'm not a big big fan of this song. But okay. Nah, I really fucking love that joint. That joint was dope. And I actually was surprised because I liked number nine, 5% Tint. Uh, the beat on this joint, again, bangs like shit. Uh, and it's it's really not a bad song, uh, but like I said, this one is this is the one I was saying that uh, kind of drags on because of the way he flows, not necessarily the beat that he's flowing over. It's just because like, he uses the same cadence throughout the entirety of the song. And that's... And that, honestly, that, that's one of the re- that's one of the things I felt about this song and another song on this album. 
And I feel like that's one of Travis's downfalls to a, to a degree is that even though he's very creative in other aspects, right? I feel like his flow, he kind of recycles the same flow on a lot of his songs. I agree with you. He is a, that the flow that he uses on like this his, like his flow, like you know, yeah. like his uh, signature Personal flow. flow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's definitely uh, he definitely has his signature flow. I mean, kind of like Rick Ross has his signature joint too. The only thing is, I feel like his is a little more uh, noticeable be- just because it's it's. I don't know. It's just to me. It's, more it's like he can do less with it. Like Ross can probably, do a lot more with probably. his than, than than Travis can. And that's one thing he's gonna have to learn how to deal with if he's gonna be an artist and have any type of longevity. Because people are gonna get tired of that. Because even though I don't want to group him with like the like the you know Migos flows yeah. and the Young Thugs flows, but the truth is they're kind of similar. All same family though. They're all the same. Yeah, yeah. You're right. They're all more or less distant cousins. Exactly. In that sense. So um. So yeah, I, I forgot what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so good it happens, my brother. Yeah, blame it on the Kush. Yeah, we're gonna move right on it now. Yo, yo. Uh, number ten is NC Seventeen featuring Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. And uh, this is again is not a bad song. Uh, to me, like uh, I would just say like the way Travis and the way Twenty One rhyme on this joint is kind of basic as fuck. Mm. Uh, it's just kind of like okay, let's do a song. We don't really we don't, like we need to put it together real quick to throw it on the album. So let's just do this and blah 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 blah. And, and I also felt like, on top on top of what you just said, I also felt like it, maybe Travis was like, "Yo, I can't do like my shit on this song, and have Travis uh, Twenty One on this." Record. Exactly, it's two different personalities different, when yeah. it comes to rappers. Yeah. So it's just like, it's it's you always wonder how a song is gonna turn out when you've got like, okay, like remember Drive Slow. It was Kanye West and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul Wall. Wall yeah. I was wondering, like, okay, I, when I first heard about this song, I was like, how the fuck is this going to sound? And then when the beat came on, I was like, how the fuck is Paul Wall going to sound on this Right, bitch? right. So it's just like, you, it's, it depends on the artist and the, the person that they're featuring. It depends on, I always wonder how a song is going to turn out. You know, I honestly feel like doing, like, a, 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 a show about that, about songs that, like, like, songs that really surprise the fuck out of you. Okay. Maybe mainly features that surprise the fuck out of you. Look, we should probably do features that surprise the fuck out of you. Okay. Because, you know, you, obviously you hear the song and it, it, it probably is going to fit whatever artist it is. But the feature is sometimes be coming out of left field. And I'm like, what the fuck for real? I feel like this is going to be a good, um, that could be a good discussion. Yeah. Because there are some features that, uh, have come out from the most random joints that I thought were actually pretty good. Like, um, I hate to admit it, but that song, uh, No Mediocre, uh, T.I. and Iggy Azalea, I used to fucking love that song when it came out. I've, I'll show it to you before we dip out, but like, I love the beats of that song, and I like the way that they both go on that joint. I think it's just a dope feature. I don't necessarily, I mean, I used, I used to think that Iggy Azalea might have been a strong contender, right. but then she just fizzled the fuck out. So I was just like, eh. But I mean, like, that was, that that feature was really good for her. Like, it was one of the best features I'd ever heard from her. Oh, what song is it? It's called uh, No Mediocre. I don't need no mediocre chick. Something like that. Iggy Azalea was on it? Yeah. It's one of T.I.'s joints. I forgot what album it was from. Isn't, isn't that his... Oh, I think it was a song. It was a big song. It was like mm-hmm. a hit. Yeah. Wasn't she signed to... to, to yeah, she was signed to Grand Hustle for a minute. Yeah, now, um, I don't know. I, I think, like you said, this is one of those songs. I don't hate it. I don't really love it. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's one of those songs that I won't necessarily skip unless I've heard it a couple times already that day. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. All right, number 11 is Astro Thunder. And I thought this was a pretty cool track, but it sounds like something like this really sounds like a Drake song, not so much as a Travis Scott song. It just has like it's kind of a poppyish beat, although it is kind of a darker poppyish beat. Like it's still not anything that I've ever heard from this man before. So I was just like, eh, I'm not sure about this one. Is Drake on this song too? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, maybe he's in the he's he's on the other side of the pen now. Man. Maybe. Maybe, you never know. Yeah, honestly, you know, this is actually another one of the songs that I wasn't really feeling, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I, I really just couldn't get into it too much. And I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't give this song too much of a chance because I always skip the joint. <laughs> so, well, I listened to it like three or four times because I listened to the album a bunch of times since uh, we had such a delay. And again, sorry for the delay, y'all. Um, But like, it's kind of like the second song. Um, 
What was that shit called? Carousel? Yeah, it's kind of like Carousel, where it's like, eh, if it's on, it's on. I'm not going to make a move to turn it off, but it's not going to be one that I start with. Okay. It's just kind of there for me. Um, and kind of the same, like, I like Yosemite, number 12. Hello. Yeah, but again, it was kind of the same. It's kind of just like, nah. Honestly, this is one of my favorite songs on the drum. Oh, word. Okay. Just because, shout out to uh, Gunna, who's the, the other rapper on the, on the, which I can see what. Did you know that there was a, a, a second artist? I did song? not, no. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The niggas do kind of sound a little bit similar. <laughs> especially on this song. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's Gunna. That's one of one of uh, Young Thug's artists. Okay. He uh He's on this joint with, what's his name, Travis. I fuck with this one. I fuck with this one hard. The beat is to me is fucking vicious. The little, the little flute or whatever that is in the yeah. background. Um, but yeah, now the drum is tight. I like the flow that Gunner starts to join off with, and I want to say that Travis kind of keeps it going through the rest of the song as well. Um, but yeah, I fuck with this song. Okay. Uh, what your what's your idea on what are your thoughts? Excuse me on uh, number thirteen. Can't say. Can't say. Honestly, dog. Hold on, let me see which one I can't say. Because I can't think of that right now. Pardon me, dog. Can't say. Can't say. Okay, I remember that. So, 1314. What? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> this is what I was trying to say. Okay. 13 and 14. Okay. Sound like. Number 15, like the babies of number 15. You know what? I didn't think about it for number thir- for 13, but I did for 14. And I went back and listened to both of them again just to make sure. But you're right. It's like they took the same beat and, and just dissected it three different and ways. You, you, and I didn't mean to get that far ahead. It's all good. 15, but the reason I, I did that right is because number 15, which is Butterfly Effect, is a song that came out. Way before this album came out, I want to say this song came out over a year ago. Really? And you know what? Let's talk about that for a second. Artist dog, I get it. Put right? out a song for like a year in advance, and then don't or, and then don't come out for the album. Because I always thought when you were coming out with an album, or at least it used to be most of the time back in the day, uh, in the in the eighties or in the nineties, early two thousands, you put out a song maybe like two or three months before your album comes out, like the lead single to build buzz for the album. Now, like, fucking, look it up. Like, they did fucking Cardi B. Cardi B put Bodak Yellow on a mixtape. It was out for almost a year and a half before her album came, came out. out. And then they put it on the album. Now, you, you know why they do that, right? So, it's the same reason Fetty Wap did that with Trap Queen. Oh, my gosh. Drake did that with Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling True. came out over a year yeah. before. You know, Rihanna's the only one that didn't do that. Because she had two songs that came out. Long before her album was supposed to come out, it kept getting pushed back. And, uh, like, Bitch Better Have My Money. Oh, yeah, you're right. That song is not on any of her albums. But, like, it was definitely yeah, out for right. a minute before her last nah, album. Nah, but came you know out, what, dog? That's because. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't that's because. I, nah, that's good. Uh, I think that's because Rihanna is. is she She's like. And, and them kind of artists, you know, Rihanna, Beyonce, whatever, they transcend just hip hop. You know true, what I mean? True. So, album sales, I don't think, are, are a big deal for that's them at true. all. That being said, it's kind of, I don't know, like, because I feel like it's definitely a thing now, so you can't be mad at any particular artist for doing it. Yeah. But it is whack that the industry kind of, like, is cool with that. You know what I mean? Like, just having, because I definitely think that inflates yourselves by some ridiculous. As a matter of fact, I think Nicki did that with a song that isn't even her song. Are you serious? You know that song with with six nine Fifi. Fifi. Oh, that's right. She tried. To, she petitioned to try and get it on her album. No, it is on her album. Is it? Yes. Oh shit! It's, it's not on her copy of that bitch that I got. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but you know, and it, we should. No, we should have a whole other episode. We talk about this right here, which is um. Well, even though I think we might have touched on it a, a little bit, but like more than likely, but oh, go ahead. The uh, just the effects of of streaming services in general, because you know now. Since Kanye started doing the thing where you could change an album up that's on like uh, Spotify or Apple Music, other artists doing that too. Yeah, that is true. And it's really annoying. <clears throat> you know why it's annoying, right? Because I fall in love with a song, right? I fall in love with a song how it is, how it was when you gave it to me, not how it is three months later when you decide to change that bitch up all the way. Exactly. So fuck you for changing your shit up, my nigga. <laughs> but, um, but back, back to the album, though. Yes. Um, 
I thought, like I said, I thought number 13 can't say and who what was just like a, a, a like almost like a baby version of Butterfly Effect. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's not that I didn't like it to me. 13 and I guess 14 since I'm already talking about it were more like 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 you said, those are these are songs that if they're on, I'm not going to change them. But this definitely isn't going to be a song that I put on. True. Um, I, I, I would probably put on Butterfly Effect before I put on Who What or Can't Say. I do like Can't Say, though. I really love the chorus on that joint. Uh, the only, like I said, the only thing you know me, the only thing I don't like is the, the excessive auto-tune on it. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a pretty dope beat. Uh, I'm not as enamored with Who What. Uh, I think it's pretty good, um, but I don't really think that there's much, just nothing special about his flow. Um, the flow change is the only thing that is really key to keep that song alive, like the, the fact that he changes the flow. Right. But I think it's just kind of a stale song. It's just kind, of, it's a good track. It's just kind of a little stale compared to the other one. And then Butterfly Effect, I was just like, okay, it does sound like Who What, and now you say it sounds like Can't Say. Um, but uh, it's just like, okay, did I miss something? Did they like, why do we need the same? sounding thing back right. to back so i mean you know whatever it was cool but it's not it's not really something it's not a, it's, again it's not another one that i'm really honestly, gonna go after honestly i i feel like um this is in my opinion right this is and, and i like butterfly effect but it, to me these three songs are, are the weakest part of the album yeah um i could agree on that and that's only because it's towards the end of the album you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I'm a, like, I feel like you kind of have to. And, and to be fair, I feel like in a lot of albums, it does get a little. If it does get slow, it might get slow around this mark, like right after the middle mark of the album. You know, you might have a filler track or two, which I feel like, honestly, one of these two is, is a filler track. Yeah, to for me. sure. Um, well, honestly, you could say Butterfly Effect is because they just kind of threw it in threw there. Threw it in there, yeah. Which I wouldn't be surprised if this album was 16 uh, uh, songs long. And they were just like, man, we fuck need it. one more. We need one throw, more. Throw it in there. Some type of contractual yeah, agreement. Fuck it. Uh, a song that already has millions of views on fuck everything. It. Fuck it. Throw it in there. But uh, but yeah, I, I like Butterfly Effect. Um, like I said, I think it's the the granddaddy to the last two songs. So. Now I thought like I was really surprised with it, and I thought it's one of the doper, like probably the dopest song in the album for me. Uh, which probably the second dopest song in the album mm. for me. Uh, Houston Fornication. Yeah. Uh, it's really dark, but the dope is the beat is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the track is all around good, and I love the fucking chorus. Uh, I think that it's really fucking creative. Yeah. It might, I think, yeah, it's probably. I think this, this actually, I think it is eh, one of the first or second. You know, contender, it's tied. It's, a contender. it's tied for like what I what I think is the best song on the track on okay. the album. No, I agree. Um, I, I definitely feel when I was listening to the joint that. Uh, I was a little disappointed by, like I said, the last three songs. Yeah. Just because I had already heard one of them, and the last two weren't that great. And this joint, he came, he came correct with the joint. Um, you know, a little Houston fornication, OD to the, you know, Chili Peppers, Chili Peppers. maybe. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, I fuck with this song. Like you said, the beat is vicious, hook is vicious. Um, I think it's it, it, it kind of, to me, right? It kind of warmed things up. For the last track mm-hmm. even though it doesn't really sound the same i feel like it kind of kind of like stopped the like turn up music or whatever and kind of yeah. just kind of but I, I fuck with this song it was good it was like it was good to turn up one more time before there was a last chill yeah. joint yeah. yeah and the last chill joint on there number 17 coffee bean is real relaxed vibe real chill vibe the samples are dope on this joint it sounds like an old school kanye beat that he would have yeah. made like in the mid 2000s um so actually, I want to look and see if that is. I just can't at the moment. Right. <laughs> um, and it's a good way to end the album for for a chill song, even. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's very like you were saying. It was kind of introspective song. Yeah. And uh, he was talking even about his baby mama and his daughter and shit like that. So it was it was pretty good. What'd you think? Uh, honestly, you know, like I was telling you before, this is this is definitely one of my favorite songs. As it, you know, as you said. Yeah. And. Uh, it's for that reason right there, you know. One of one of my favorite things, right, as a fan of music, is to see artists do something that I've never seen them do. Yeah. Or do some shit, just see a different side of them. Mm-hmm. And I think he did that here. Like, like I said, you very rarely see uh, Travis get real introspective and mm-hmm. talk about things that you know might be hurting him or affecting him, and he he does that in his whole song. Exactly. And, um, he actually does that. You know, 
Come to think of it, maybe not his last album, but the one before, which I think was Rodeo. Yeah. Uh, his last song is a little introspective, but okay. not as chill and not like as a. Uh, I get. I don't. I don't want to call it real hip hop, but like. Yeah. You know that kind of beat or whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't like this joint is, which gotcha. I think is is pretty tight. But yeah, nah, I, man, I love this joint. Honestly, when I first heard this joint, the beat caught my attention before Travis even started rapping on it because yeah. it was just such a. It was a smooth, like you said, the sample was uh-huh. so vicious, dog. And uh, I really like Travis's rapping on this. I think he proved that he could rap decent, like decently on this. Yeah, rap. for sure. Um, couple vicious lines on here, and I, I, I fuck with this joint. I fuck with the the just closing the joint out with this joint, and this joint, this joint was tough for me. Gotcha. All right. So, after all of that, all that discussion and explaining and all everything, so, out of ten, sir, what would you score this album? So, first I want to say, like I said, I really like the album. I'm a, I'm a Travis Scott fan. There was a couple of things I didn't really like on the joint. But I'm going to give this between a low and solid eight. Okay. I like the joint. Like I said, I think it has replay value in it. A, a decent amount. A couple songs on here I, re- I really, really like. And I feel like we're definitely going to be listening to this probably to the end of the year at least. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm... I can listening to this album. I can see why it's the number one album right now, because mm-hmm. there haven't been this many cohesively good albums out there at the at the moment. Um, very few have come out where more than I would say five tracks really yeah. get in and stick with you and go yeah, hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Uh, and Travis has definitely decided or has definitely created an album that has done that. And let me like not not to cut you off, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I found really interesting, and I feel like. You have to give Travis Scott credit for this, right? I don't know if you've been keeping up with the whole... Well, I know you have with the whole Nicki Minaj fiasco and, and Travis Scott. I've been hearing about it, yeah. So, about how she's complaining about him, more Selling or less... merch with ticket sales and yeah. for CDs and shit, yeah. What I feel like is it kind of shitty on, on her end for doing that is, like, the fact... Like, Travis Scott is going all... So... I'm not the biggest Travis Scott fan, right? But I keep up enough to know that this album was announced, like, even before I think his last album uh, was even dropped or announced. Are you serious? Yeah, like, like, years ago. No, I'm telling you, this was, like, a a big thing amongst, like, the internet, you know, especially Travis Scott fans, that they were always like, where's Asteroid at? Where's Asteroid? Like, even before, like, he even talked about it. Detox with Dre. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I wish I could see uh, Trey's face right now, because it was definitely, like... He's still one of them niggas I was affected by that. I I have a soft, I mean, I have a, a hole in my heart <laughs> that is shaped for detox, and it has yet to be filled. It has yet to be filled, and le, and let it be known that it has been, it has been. He's been trying to fill it for many many years. For man. many years, Dre, yeah. I need you to get up off Dre. your head. Let me stop. <laughs> nah, but um, but yeah, uh, what the fuck was I saying, dog? <laughs> Travis Scott fans all over the internet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're talking about talking yeah. about Astro World, um, and, and he, though he, he went like the whole nine. Like if you go to online and try to get Travis Scott tickets, uh, shows to tickets to his shows, uh-huh. good fucking luck, my nigga, because they're all sold out. Oh shit, all of them. And it's funny because Nikki was literally having trouble selling out, selling five thousand tickets, dog, in her fucking hometown. See, that's just. Travis Scott sold out his show in Houston, which is but where niggas from. How much are the tickets? How much are the difference in price for tickets? Because obviously he's a big star right now. You know he's really hot yeah. right now, but he's still not going to be as expensive to go see as Nicki Minaj. Because I mean, to think about it, you go to see fucking. Uh, the last time I heard Beyonce went on tour by herself before they started doing this shit together, mm. it was like two hundred dollar tickets for okay seats. Yeah. It was just like, and that's not even people selling them online. That's, that's what they cost that ticket. Ticket price, yeah. Now, well, you, you, you're probably right, right? But um, I still feel personally that because of the the fan base that Travis... Because Travis Scott has a, a pretty like strong fan base. I'm sure. And I feel like regardless of how much the tickets were, just because of his stage presence is also like his... I've, I've, gone, I've actually watched him perform like three times already. And all the time, dog. Even though it gets a little too much after a while because he'd be getting elbowed in the back of your neck and got <laughs> the wild stiff neck in the morning. But nah, he his, his performances are like that. Honestly, bar none to me. Like, I've gone to a rack of fucking concerts, and his is definitely one of the lit, probably the latest concerts that I've been to. Okay. 
Like, okay. It's all the, like, and, and I feel like all that adds to just the whole album as a whole. Yeah. And, and the life as a uh, of the album. Okay. You know, so. Got you. Got you. So you gave it a eight. You gave it an eight, right? Yes, sir. All right. So after everything said and done, I have to give this album a, a strong seven and a half. Okay. Because I was very impressed. It was very much different from what I remember. From what I remember of Rodeo, I remember being bored to tears for a lot of it. So this is definitely something that was able to keep my attention, something that was good sounding. Right. Uh, very impressed with Mr. Travis Scott on this joint, so I definitely give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. And um, now it's time for our recommended albums. Sure. Do you have a recommended album, sir? I do. Okay. And my joint is the one that I told you uh, earlier in the week. Did we able to, to take a listen to the joint? I haven't yet. Okay, so it's by this dude named uh, Blood Orange. Okay. Now... Apparently, I didn't know this, but he's been making music for a long time um, under, like, different aliases, I guess. Okay. And, you know, I'm actually kind of interested about artists to do that shit. Because there's other artists who do that who, who made whole albums, albums. under different names? Yeah. Okay. So the guy's name is, I think his name is Dev Hines. Okay. And uh, his, his artist name right now is Blood Orange. Gotcha. Um, the album is called Negro Swan. Negro that, Swan. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't listened to the whole album. I've only listened to about, so the joint is 16 songs. I've listened to about 11 songs. And I really like the joint. I think there's a lot of, obviously it's not the greatest album, to be honest. But I, I, I do think there's a lot on this album to really take in. Gotcha. Especially the first joint. It's really easy going joint. It just kind of eases you into the album and I feel like it's a really good album okay Uh, Negro Swarm Blood Orange the joint just came out like maybe like two weeks ago so okay definitely look into that bet alright now mine goes back a little bit further for a couple of years ago it's uh, one of J. Cole's Dreamville artists named Kaz C-O-Z-Z And it's his first album called Cause and Effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in, if you're looking for something that's really lyrical, it, it it can go from going hard to going real easy and smooth, almost jazz style. So um, it's a good pickup if you're looking for something new uh, you haven't heard quite yet. It's a little bit of old old style with new style mixed up, but it's very very lyrical at the same time. So go ahead and pick that up if you're interested. Cause C O Z Z Cause and Effect. Sir. All right, anything else you want to tell the lovely people out there, sir? Look, man, it's hot out there in these streets. Stay warm, use deodorant. (laughs) Most importantly, don't be musty, nigga. Don't ever be musty. All right, and uh, thank you all for listening. As always, you know y'all can catch the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can catch us if you want to contact us for whatever reason. At uh, HQ Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And yes, that is all spelled out. Uh, So I guess that's it. And I forgot what I normally say. So to everybody around (laughs) the world. (laughs) Peace. Peace.